0: suppression on target that's why i see him in the shot shot or no shot with cap and Jay Hood on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app that's why i see him in the shot good morning and welcome in to the cap and Jay Hood morning show on espn 1000 And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by...
1: The Abbey Club, Hawthorne, betting bars featuring horse racing, video slots, sports betting, through points bet, and great food like their Caesar salad with chicken. That is awesome. Craft beers. We say good morning to Shea W. Norling. Good morning, boys. A
2: Bears Monday after the final game of the 2023 season
1: yesterday, what a bucket of cold water that was. Yep, not good, but I will tell you, one of the best viewing experiences as a fan to go into that stadium. It's pretty freaking cool.
0: Cody, good morning. How are you? Uh, not great. Not great. You know how the narrative of this show would have been, Shay, if the Bears would have won. It would have oh, had the that, Lions. It would have had that Lions feel. Yeah. That it, Lions feel of momentum for the next season. Oh, it would have been beautiful.
2: And instead it's the
0: Let's just start with this, because
2: right. it, we we haven't gotten to this yet, this Quay Walker audio yesterday. Packers linebacker talked after the game about Justin Fields and about how the Packers were able to contain him. I thought it was absolutely damning.
0: Listen to this. Whenever we can keep him in the pocket and allow him just to play quarterback and not allow him to run, uh, we got a real, real good chance of winning the game once we can do that.
2: That is a Packers linebacker openly telling the media that your quarterback cannot play quarterback. Shot or no shot, that's the most damning piece of audio we've heard against Justin Fields.
0: That's a shot. I think we heard similar earlier in the season about kind of the same thing, just paraphrasing that if you make Justin Fields a quarterback, again, him being able to have time in the pocket or maybe too much time in the pocket, and for him to get the ball down the field, then more times than that a defense can win those downs. And so... (laughs) You know, when a player says that, it usually comes from the coaching staff first because more times than not, a player will regurgitate what a coach says. I'm sure that that was on the whiteboard. Hey, make sure you cut off the running lanes. Make him a thrower because he'll turn it over or it will be incompletions. That puts the pressure on him. I'm sure that's what the coaching staff said. They saw enough of Fields to know that for that to be a game plan.
1: Yeah, that is the most indicting thing you could say about a quarterback. That's the exact same quote we heard about Mitchell Trubisky, correct? Who was the guy that said that about Mitch? We know if we force him to stay in the pocket, he can't beat us. And I think somebody said, we know if we keep him in the pocket, Cutler will throw it to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that too. So that is the last three starting quarterbacks for your Chicago Bears.
0: Mm -hmm. Not good. Yeah, I mean, but that's a sound game plan because what Quay Walker said is true. Now, again, the Packers are better than, say, Arizona or Atlanta, the other teams that the Bears have faced as of late. But the Packers have the book on on him. They know exactly what's going on with Justin Fields. Not a surprise that that was a game plan.
1: Packers quarterback Tremont Williams said, we wanted to make Trubisky have to play quarterback. Yeah, We knew he couldn't beat us. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If you were George McCaskey, and this is a serious question here. I'm not trying to be a jerk. You were George McCaskey. He's been the chairman for I don't know how long, 15 years. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Correct. Wouldn't it sicken you to wake up in the morning presiding over another mess? Like, do you, does your pride not get in the way at some point where you go, you know what? Call my wife. I'm buying a place down in Naples. I'm going to be down there. I'm leaving the checkbook with you, Mr. Warren. I'm getting out of the way. I'm not doing anything. I don't want to know. Just fix it. Period. Wouldn't it bother you? Yeah. If I woke up every day and came down here and they're like, boy, you guys are, have a horrible show and you do this and you do it. Like at some point, don't you look in the mirror and go, how can we be this freaking bad every year? Every year. Yes. What was the record you gave out? Packer record? Against us? 3-24? and 24. Yeah. Do you realize how pathetic that is?
0: Yeah, the Packers have won 24 of the last 27 matchups. That is as pathetic a stat as I've heard in sports. Yeah. Now, now let me just go back to, to the beginning of what you said. If I'm George McCaskey, am I presiding over a mess? No, we know what a mess is with the Bears. These are just big decisions. That's actually a good thing, Cap. It's actually a good thing that the Bears have to put their big boy pants on, and I know Kevin Warren's going to have a lot more to say this year than last year. I hope. No, he's going to have more to say. The camera was on him yesterday, and he's watching it, and he'll confide when polls, and they'll go back and forth on this whole thing. But it's not a mess the way we know a mess who's going to be the head coach and, oh, my God, this team is is the the worst in the National Football League because it's not. It's not the worst team in the National Football League. Now it's just big decisions, big-picture decisions. That doesn't make it a mess. It's like what you do with your number one pick, what you do at quarterback. It it looks as if your is coming back. You got to figure out the offensive coordinator and just plug in those holes. We've seen worse. We've seen worse. This isn't the mess that we're used to seeing with the Chicago Bears. It's just big time decisions. You have to make big decisions that are difference making for this organization. Whatever you do this offseason will dictate the next five to seven years of this team. Quarterback, head coach, coordinator, what you do with this number one pick? All of it. Yes. This will tell a great story, won't it? Yes. So this is not the mess that we're used to, because we know what that looks like. You know, when, when Russ Grimm comes in with a terrible Kuji sweater and calls the McCaskies the McClaskies, okay, We know what that's like. Dave McGinnis on his voicemail, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and doesn't take the job. We've seen them look inept. This isn't inept. It's just a big spot for this team to be able to figure out who they are. They will identify who they are in this offseason and moving forward. Shay. I just found a
2: number I have to read to you because I almost can't believe it's real. This is from StatMuse yeah. Bears versus Packers record last 30 years. So since 1994, the year I was born, mm-hmm. 60 games played. The Bears record, 13 and 47.
1: I mean, that's truly like, again, if I was George McCaskey, and this is not me trying to be a jerk, if I woke up and everything, Freaking time, basically, you get your head handed to you, at some point, hey, hand the keys to someone else or get the hell out of the way and figure out what is it going to cost me to get this fixed once and for all?
0: You know what, Cap? There is no dollar amount. <laughs> it, Cap, it isn't. There is not a dollar amount to put on this and say, can you give me to the Super Bowl? In a, in, a, in, a, in a capped league, one, and two, which you have in the front office.
1: Because Poles and Eberflus and Fields are all learning at the same rate. Right. You're talking to a guy who's a horse guy. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the Keeneland sale and go, hey, I want to buy one of those horses and win the derby with him." Really? Which one? Because there's like 8,000 of them that come out every year that want that one spot. Sure. To, to win the derby. That's it. Yeah. It's not that easy. No. I get it. But at some point, what you're doing is not working.
0: No, I understand. But you said how much money would it take. In this league, there is no amount. Baseball, yeah. Hey, spend through the nose. Do whatever you, Increase your chances to win by just throwing money at the problem, right? NFL, with this Catholic, no. It's just got This the NFL is so great. And, Shay, I think you could agree with this. It's so great because it is based on who you can fit into your cap it, the whole league is average or below average this year. It's what you do with that average, though. What's your scheme? What's your coaches? What, what players do you bring in? That's what it comes down to. This is why the NFL is so smart, because everyone is pretty much at the same playing field. Now you can identify clearly who the dumb GM is, who the smart GM is, who's got the great infrastructure, who's got it right at quarterback, who's got the right system. You can clearly see it. It's not like baseball. It's like, you know, are the... You know, are the Dodgers that good? Well, no. They've spent a lot of money, but you don't know whether or not they're that good yet. But the NFL, that tells the great story.
2: What was it yesterday? Something like 24 teams started yesterday with a chance at the playoffs. That's incredible. Yes. Baseball, and of course, time one one of the July. was us. That did not. <laughs> I mean, but that—that's what the league is. It's just that there's so much parity. Yeah. All right. The Bears have had a few defensive duds this year. I just want to say, for me, yesterday was the worst defensive performance of the season. I know that might be surprising because they allowed just 17 points, but whoa. They gave up 432 yards. You let Jordan Love complete 84% of his passes for 316. You got one sack. You gave up over 7 yards per play, nearly 10 yards per pass attempt. You let them go 7-10 on third down, and you didn't see their punter once. Shot or no shot, yesterday was the worst defensive performance of the year.
0: That's a no shot. I, I would say the Kansas City game would like to have a word. Were you there for that? I was. When the what is
2: wrong with this guy?
0: This guy shows up, the defense vomits on themselves. It's Cap that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, the Kansas City game. Cap, <laughs> some business decisions there.
1: Yeah, but yesterday. They pulled Mahomes early. They did. <laughs> it was that bad.
0: The when Broncos can- are knocking at the door, too. Broncos would like to
1: have a word. Would they like to have a word? Okay. At least you had a twenty eight to seven lead that game. You just couldn't hold it. Uh huh. Yesterday, they just their quarterback just played great. The scheme is outstanding. And no, don't you dare tell me well if Justin had the Green Bay scheme and he was a we run the same offense. Our coordinator came from LaFleur. And if you dropped Justin on the Packers, it would not look like that.
0: Answer the man's question about the defense. It was bad.
1: It was awful, but it was not the worst. The worst was the first game against the Packers when they ran up 38 and pounded us or the game I was at in Kansas City.
0: I think the game that you had in Kansas the City. The game
1: against San Diego or uh, Chargers LA that wasn't pretty either. would we get blown out on Sunday night football. Yeah.
2: Yep. 6.1 yards per play for Kansas City in that Chiefs game. Doctor. 7.2 yesterday for yeah, the pack. Yeah. I mean I even see Hoodie, they were Paper on defense yesterday. I haven't seen a defense look that non competitive all season.
0: That cushion was nice and soft, nice and comfortable. Huh? The Packers are like at Bob's Furniture. Nice and comfortable. Nice and comfortable. You,
2: you make Jordan Love's life really easy when he gets to sit back there, just watch guys run open in the zone.
0: Did he ever hit the ground?
2: He got sacked one Once. time.
0: Yeah. Remember Demarcus that? Walker got That's it. Right. Marcus
1: Walker got one. In the first half. That's
0: right. I, it just, I mean, <laughs> and, and again, that's the hallmark of the team this year. The running game and the defense, which has been that way all my life. The, the defense and the running game was good enough to get the Bears seven wins this season. But it's got to be more than that in today's NFL. More than that. Vertical passing game at some point. One touchdown in three road games? But everybody deserves to come back,
1: right? Everyone that, gets dilly bars for that. And that one touchdown was a one-yard r- drive. One yard! Eddie Jackson picked and got tackled at the one, and it took his eight plays, including penalties, to have to throw it to get it in. on now here's Shea. All
2: right, since week eight of the NFL season, Jordan Love ranks third in all of football among quarterbacks in EPA, my favorite fancy analytic metric, expected points added. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love ranks third. I'll simplify it for you. He was second in the NFL in touchdown passes this season. Near the top in yardage. He had an incredible season. Shot or no shot. The Packers have
0: found a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. That's a no shot for now. But I tell you what. you keep playing this way, I know it's going to be a seamless transition. 30-plus years of this. Favre, Rodgers, and now Love. That is
1: a shot. That kid has that quality. Man, can he deliver dimes. He slides well in the pocket, evades pressure. We never got him on the ground except the one time. Yeah, that's a shot. Now, he's young. They got the youngest roster. Oh, yeah. It's not going to end well for us. Hot, hall of
0: Fame, huh? Bean's have, I mean, first he, year as
1: a starter, 4,000 yards, and it's probably only going up from there.
0: Yeah, I guess from standing from your seat, I guess he did look like a Hall of Famer to you.
1: That was one of the best quarterback performances in the NFL this year. I watched yesterday. Uh huh. What did he complete, Jay? 80% of his passes? 84%. Mm-hmm. Two dimes for touchdowns. Came up with a big throw for a 70-some yard game when we had him pinned back. Yeah, that was one of the best quarterback performances of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that does not put him in the Hall of Fame
1: for me. Not, well, not, not my Hall of Fame. He's got 10 years to go. Yes. But his guess what? His first year as a starter... He threw for more touchdowns and more yards than any Bears quarterback in the history of the franchise.
0: Oh, I get that. If he but keeps doing that, they, he's a lock. That stat you just gave about the Bears as a low bar. Thanks for that, though. Eric Kramer says thanks for that.
1: Correct, but 40, almost 4,200 yards and 33 touchdowns, if he does that... For the next decade, that's a Hall of Famer right there. Mm-hmm. He
2: stepped into Aaron Rodgers' shoes, and they got more yards, more efficiency, Correct. better running game, made the playoffs. With not one like, big-name receiver on the team. It, it's the same team as Rodgers had last year.
0: said mm-hmm. without that pain in the ass. Exactly. That's causing upheaval at ESPN. That's the difference. Jordan Love won't be doing that. That kid's a stud. Stud. No question about it. What about the Bears? What about their stud? Caleb Williams, we got to wait and see. We go around the NFL. Oh, here we go. Bull sucks. He sucks.
3: I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers.
0: The guy is
1: drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners.
3: He starts to come and
1: he falls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's answer are you looking for on these things here? Oh, uh,
0: If you're on hold, you will be on the air here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. 312 332 ESPN, 332 3776 is our phone number. Don't forget to download the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, you can't, may not be able to catch all three hours of Cap and J Hood. That's why we got the podcast. It's available now. There's additional content as well. Check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. Look for Cap and J Hood, and all the podcasts is available on the ESPN Chicago app. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay?
2: All right, before I get to some of my overreactions from the finale of the week, just to address the news of the day. Wait a
0: minute. You got it's overreaction Monday today?
1: Yeah, we're going to
2: We're going to do overreactions all week. Oh. This is going to be fun. We got playoffs to preview. I'm so excited okay. about what we got in store this week, but hoodie, the finale. I we got to have some big picture overreaction today.
0: Okay. So, I, the I news just wasn't
2: this prepared. morning. Let me sit down. I don't want want you to hurt yourself. (laughs) Chico Rivera out in Washington, as well as the general manager. And the Panthers have relieved general manager Scott Fitterer of his duties. It is Black Monday as we await some more firing. Certainly there will be some. Any thoughts on these first two?
1: I would. It's fine. Yeah, I don't have any money on me. I left my ID and my winter coat in Wisconsin. I'm not happy. So so you hear that, cops? When you see Cap, no ID. No, no, ID. I'm talking about my station ID.
0: Oh. Well, let's pause 10 seconds for station ID
1: on the... <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> yeah, my North Face coat <laughs> as we're about to get blasted with snow tonight, tomorrow, Friday again with another blizzard condition type thing. My coat's in Wisconsin somewhere.
0: Okay, enough, not happy. enough of your first world problems. Answer um, the
1: man's question. What did he ask me?
0: So, go ahead,
1: Shay. What any, else we have?
2: Any thoughts on Chico Rivera getting fired, the GM getting fired, and Scott Fitterer in uh, Carolina?
1: Well, Scott Fitterer got screwed. He wanted to draft C.J. Stroud, the owner, overruled, which is his right, but stupid. So That's a positive, actually. He's out of that situation. Out of that situation. He'll get a job like Pace did working in somebody's front office and... Make a nice living, and he'll be fine.
0: So we can work for the Atlanta Falcons or some team, and they'll ask, Hey, Scott, what happened to Carolina? Actually, you know what? We'll skip that question because we know what happened there. We
1: already know. Yes. And, and Ch- Ronnie? Ronnie's a great dude. Maybe he goes somewhere as a D.C. if he wants to coach. He turned 63 yesterday. Catch your breath. Count your millions. Hug your beautiful wife, Stephanie, and your kids and figure out where you want to live. He's he's going to be fine. At some point maybe he'll be a coordinator.
0: You know what Shay, in that situation, week by week you just slowly start dismantling your office. If you're if you're Chico, you know what's happening. You know what's happening there.
1: Ronnie, do you need a bo- what is that box for? I'm oh, it's going to get some stuff I'm bringing home.
0: Yeah, you just kind of know, right? Yep. That way it's not all at one time. <laughs> you just like week by week after what every loss, you just start just okay, a few pictures down here. 85 Bears stuff there. Old Washington Redskin stuff. You start taking that down because, you know, by the time Black Money comes around, the office is already empty. So long, everybody. That's nice. And then
2: when they fire you and have the security guy follow you around the building so they make sure you don't destroy anything. Oh, no, no, no. We're good. My belongings, they're already at home. (laughs) Knew this was happening. Yep.
0: You know, it was something that's old school, Shay. It it was more, Cap, Cap could tell you, it was more commonplace back in the day than now. It was always strange when a coach would get fired and then he has have something to say afterwards. I think that happened with Jerron. Maybe Wanstead too, right? Rivera w- is speaking to the players right now. But just like to the press, like your, your outgoing press conference, that's always strange for me. Like, you're firing me? I'm not doing this last show like, well, let me just tell you, just get me out of there. That's all.
1: Right. But, I remember goodbye. when Wani did that, I thought, what a classy man. I mean... He sat there he's like we weren't good enough it is what it is ron did it like ditka did it from a window in the office this too shall pass <laughs> this too shall pass gang good firing like he was gone he was gone very strange though shay and then i remember i got an email from my late friend luigi negroni the chef of all the carlucci restaurants he yeah. was like best friends with mike ditka he emails me and I always this is way before texting and all that late nineties. And he sends me an email at one o'clock in the morning. I'm flying to Disney to do the the WGN show with Dan Filato down in Disney. Don't check my email. Don't have a Blackberry or yeah. there are no iPhones, nothing. I get a call when we get down to Florida. He's like, I gave you the scoop last night. Did you not check your email? Mike Ditka's the new head coach in New Orleans. He was doing a cooking show with him, and he told him, hey, I took the Saints job. What? Wow. I got to tell Cap. And I didn't break the story. <laughs> I was so It still bothers me to this day.
0: Here's Shay Norling. Shay?
2: Uh, The New Orleans Saints are expected to retain head coach Dennis Allen for the 2024 NFL season, which means in 366 days, the New Orleans Saints will fire head coach Dennis Allen. (laughs) What an absolute disaster that was yesterday. They go blow out Atlanta. Good, like everything's feeling good until Jameis Winston goes out for victory formation and decides he's going to hand the ball off to Jamal Williams to get him a touchdown. And then post-game comments, Jameis Williams said the team made that decision despite what Dennis Allen told us to do. He said it was victory. We decided as a team, we're going to run this and get Jamal a touchdown. Like virtually a mutiny and a blowout wow. against what your coach wants from you.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, that we'll, was bad. We'll, you don't have that bookmark for sure. But Shay Norling reporting that uh, January 8th, 2025, Allen fired by the Saints. Yeah, Dennis Allen. <laughs> it might
2: be January 9th, however the calendar works out. It's a leap year. Things get odd. In one year, one year from now, Dennis Allen will be fired as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. You can
0: uh, write it in ink. So underwhelming for for Carr, and I know people say, "Well, they're nine and eight, and that's not the point. They did one for four in their last five, but again, that nonsense—that's unbelievable.
1: All right, so let me ask you a question: If you're running that team, I don't mean the coach—you're the GM or the team president—what do you do to Jameis? You move on. They don't have they a player. They just restructured game. his deal this week. This weekend, he signed an extension. hmm
0: Move on.
2: I would suspend him for the playoff game. Like, whatever. But they don't have a playoff game. They're eliminated. Yeah. Right. But do you fine him? you got to do something. You can't fine him 25000 or something. I don't know. Quietly. No, I would embarrass
1: him <laughs> publicly.
2: No, I don't know if you can. Because then you got the head coach already throwing him under the bus. I, I would want this to be as quiet as possible. And, like, if I were Dennis Allen, I would not have gotten on the podium and gone, I called victory and Jameis went rogue. I would have gone... I'm it, I'm responsible for what happens on the field. I messed up, and I apologize to the Falcons. You know
0: what, ACL? You don't like that last touchdown. Stop them. Do something about it. How about that? Agree. Why do you that- do something about it? I mean, you, you've been underwhelming all season. You have a head coach that has looked fired on the sidelines. There's always a look from a coach. Uh, you can just tell he looks more like a coordinator a head coach. You know, at some point, even when you're getting your ass kicked, you have to have some kind of bedside manner, some kind of appeal you know you're, or you're standing up straight, right? Even in a loss. He's always looked fired, Arthur Smith. Always. Always. Always looked fired. You want to do, you have a problem with the Saints? Stop them.
1: Yeah. Bleep you. Now. 48-17. Yeah, but that was a low-rent move by Jameis. Low-rent. Low-class.
0: Dennis Allen, all he did is apologize, and the head coach didn't want to hear it because it's been frustrating for him. Because he knew he was getting fired. So, go away. You want? Know you got a problem? Stop him. Clearly, your team didn't care enough to be able to play hard against the Bears. Yeah, on I mean, that last the play,
1: they, they see him in victory formation. And they're not even down in position. Sheamus,
0: so. he's standing up there telling you how it is.
1: Yeah, ah, low, ah, low, low ah, class. He ah, no, ah, has no class.
2: Shay? uh About two weeks ago, rumors started popping up out of Philadelphia, and initially I found them to be laughable, but now... I think Nick Sirianni may actually get fired. If they lose to Tampa Aww. Bay, that'll be all. I, one and five down the stretch and Hoodie, they in that span, they have the single worst defense in football. Damn. At one point, they had given up seven touchdowns in ten possessions defensively against Arizona and the New York football giants. They got blasted at home to the point that they had to bench the starters at halftime. By Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito in the New York football giants.
0: Brother, they have lost five out of the last six. It's the same Eagles team that beat the Bills and the Chiefs and the Cowboys. And that I mean, it's almost like that they stretched themselves out so much, Cap, and in those quality wins, that they have just fallen off the table. Now I, now listen, I was optimistic thinking that the Eagles could win the Super Bowl. But my and and I knew that there was gonna be a lot of changes with the team, but I thought they'd find a way. But this is not going in the right direction. It's hot in Philly for Sirianni. Now my whole thing with this is when you fire Sirianni, who do you have that's better? That's the whole thing. Like you could who's next? I say you stick with Sirianni for another year, and if it still is underachievement, then if you want to pull the trigger, fine. But
1: I I it has been a real big fall for the uh for the Eagles. May ask you a question. If they whack Sirianni, would you hire him here? I would not. Here's Shay Norley, Shay? really. I'd at least make a phone call. Yeah, I would absolutely talk. I'd want to
2: interview him. I I think if if he does get fired, he probably bellies up somewhere as a coordinator again. Like, Cody, let me ask you this. How much of their success last year going to the Super Bowl was their offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, who had Gardner, Minshew, and the Colts on the doorstep of the playoffs?
0: That's a big part of it, yes. Yes. But at the same time, though, I just think that if there's going to be a down year, to be this year, I trust that front office to find a way to get this team better. I thought, I thought as is, it'd be good enough to be able to get by in this mediocre NFL. But I trust this front office under Roseman and everyone else to be able to find a way to get this done to be a better ball club next year. That's one of the upper echelon teams to me that in the front office when there's an achievement, they try to write the ship. problem
1: is their roster is so old at key spots. Yep. Yeah, J- Jason Kelsey's probably retiring. Mm. Lane Johnson might retire. Like Those are accomplished Hall of Fame players. Jordan you know?
2: Mailata's getting close to that age, too. He's not getting younger. Fletcher
0: Cox. I mean, there's a lot of them. I trust them to try to be able to draft well and be able to plug the holes in that team. I do. Obviously not this year, though. Can they also just do me a personal favor? And drill
2: the final nail in Matt Patricia's coffin as an NFL coach. Like, dude, oh. go work for NASA, please. <laughs> they sent Sean Desai up to the front office because of how badly the defense was playing. Put Matt Patricia in as coordinator, and the defense got orders of magnitude worse.
0: Yes. Now, let me ask you a question Do they use pencils at NASA? Because otherwise, there's no use
1: for. Right. A He's a pencil guy. Yeah.
0: I would certainly hope so. You me, just. You, you know just what? Know, you you always disconnect when you have a pencil. And you're pretty much utilizing a laminated sheet.
2: I hope his NFL legacy is in pencil because it'll be easy to erase. Get out. Enough. This guy's a total fraud. He was a clown in Detroit. He was honestly terrible as a coordinator in New England, and they were fortunate to have Brady. Gave up like 300 yards in consecutive playoff games to Mariota and Foles and all these backup guys. Now he goes to uh, back to New England where he was the worst offensive coordinator maybe in league history, and then to Philly, where he's doing a disaster job in their one and five stretch at the end of the year.
0: Just it, get out. Is it okay for to uh, label him with the clown stamp? Is that okay with you, Cap? Clown? Yeah, I don't use that. Damn. You don't think it I mean, is the clown stamp is that proper for Patricia?
1: No. In your view. No? I'm not telling you he's the best coach in the league. No. No, no clown. But he's Just... also got multiple Super Bowl rings. Now, Brady has one, and Belichick has one. He had an integral part there. He's go- not a head coach. He's a he's a smart football guy. He's just not good enough. Google what he said to Darius Slay when he was in Detroit. I'm
2: very comfortable calling this guy a clown. Go- just I'm not going to say what he said on the air because it's not appropriate. If you don't know, Google what Matt Patricia said to Darius Slay in Detroit. The brother.
0: Okay. Here's Shay Norling, Shea? What
2: happened, Jacksonville? You poor thing. Can we have a conversation about Trevor Lawrence
0: at some point? Not good this year. Sure. Not good. Who's the the head of that quarterback class, Cap? The Fields-Lawrence quarterback class?
1: Uh, Right now, I would say you wouldn't take any of them. (laughs) Mac Jones, (laughs) he was the number three yesterday in New England. Justin, enough said. Trevor Lawrence. He's better have a soul searching off season. It's three. Oh. Um Goodbye. Uh don't tell me. Mac Jones a uh, Mac uh no Zach Wilson. Yeah. And who and Trey Lance. You wouldn't take any of the five. None as your starter. Nor Davis Mills. That is another one. Yeah. That's that quarterback class. Not good.
0: So, I, and, and by the way, there is something for those of you that says, oh, you know, the, the draft's a crapshoot. Well, no blank. It's a crapshoot. But you want to get the best of the best, if you can, at quarterback in the first round of the draft, if you can. Again, it's all about evaluation and how that quarterback fits, fits into your system or vice versa. Now, things have changed in the NFL in this regard. Like, could you imagine Timmy Chang today?
1: From Hawaii? Yes. He threw for like 80,000 yards. Imagine today, that type of offense.
0: House Davis or whatever, that run and shoot. I think that's what yeah, they were running there. June that. Jones. June Jones. Think about that at that, that time.
1: Somebody would have given him a chance.
0: But when he came into the National Football League, you know what they told him? We need you to throw it for four yards, and we're going to run the football. But I threw for 80,000 yards. Nope. Don't care about your vertical passing game. You're going to work in our system. Things have changed now in that regard. Correct. Where it's like, okay, let's accentuate the positives and hide the negatives of our offense. What can you do to help us? Okay. What did you learn in college that you could help us on the NFL? Not that way. I mean, things changed back then. Things changed. Yeah. All right. More of your phone calls. And uh, it's uh, 830, so we're going to hear from Matt Eberflus, the head coach for the Bears. You'll hear from Eberflus and his thoughts about the 7 and 10 outfit that's coming up on the Cap and J-Hood
1: Morning Show. Here's today's headline. slide with Captain Jay Hood. Chicago Bears are on a clock. If they're a loss in Green Bay 17 to 9, Ooh. it's official. Bears will pick at number one and number nine in the first round of the NFL draft in April. A number of NFL moves this morning. Say goodbye to Commanders coach Ron Rivera. Say goodbye to Commanders GM Martin Mayhew. Say goodbye to Scott. Fitterer, the GM of the Carolina Panthers, Arthur Smith, the Falcons coach, was fired last night and Bob Myers, the former Golden State Warriors executive is part of a group with Rick Spielman, the former Dolphins and Vikings and Bears executive who will help pick the new leadership team for owner Josh Harris in Washington. Uh, Bad news over the week. Ever the Blackhawks. Placed Connor Bedard on injured reserve with a fractured jaw. Nick Foligno also on an injured reserve with a fractured left finger. Really? Northwestern upset Michigan State last night, 88-74 in Evanston. And it's boy. Michigan and Washington tonight for the college football championships down in Houston. You're going to hear the second half of the game right here on ESPN 1000 after the Black and Abdallah Bears night show. In Chicago and the Bulls at Charlotte at 6. Happy New
3: Jay Year.
1: Hood. Let's go, man. Welcome back to and J Hood. You're officially locked in. Up in the sky. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: and J Hood weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming man. on the ESPN Chicago app. 312. Let's go, man. Three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six our phone number an hour from now we'll hear from Lance Briggs the great Lance Briggs will give his thoughts about the Bears the Bears finished seven and ten on the season we're we'll talking to you about it right here on ESPN one thousand as we go to the phone lines we'll hear from Matt Eberflus it's eight thirty cap so we got to talk to hear from uh, Matt Eberflus the head coach for the Chicago Bears correct so we have got to find out what his thoughts are on the, the Bears he had a number of things to say um, some thoughts here <laughs> from. Okay, for- say, should we play the open? <laughs> wow, I should roll out. It- you get that uh, in vinyl? Can you just uh, dust that
3: off for us? <laughs> yeah, let me get let me dust it off.
0: For All you. right. Um, he gives his thoughts about the uh, future team's expectations.
3: Yeah, that, that word, right? Expectation is a future word, right? So, to me, um, you know, I, I got to be right here, right now. Like I said, I have I have those meetings tomorrow. Right, and then I'll have, I'll have meetings after that, later in the week. I don't know exactly when that is yet, um, with ownership you know, and, and, and everybody else. And we'll, and we'll figure it out from there.
0: One thing that you and I have talked about this morning, Cap, is uh, player execution versus play calling. Now again, every I mean, there's a average Bears fan will look at the Bears and say, "Well, the reason why the Bears are inept offensively more times than not is because of the play calling." But what about the player execution?
3: When you look at those, you know, they're always going to be, you know, one of those things, right? You know, we put our, our players in position as coaches. You know, when it doesn't work, you know, you know, you as a play call, you have to look at that. Did I put our best players in position, in coverage, you know, in that particular play, in the kicking game? Did I put them in the right spot? Uh, to be able to make the play. And then you look at the execution side of it. You know, Was it executed well uh, based on the play design, based on the, the coverage, based on a multitude of things? So I think you have to look at all of it uh, all-encompassing. It's not just one or the other.
0: What do you think of that? Uh, word we, salad? It,
1: it's more word salad. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it. He's trying to fight to keep his job. His team isn't good enough. He's 10-24 and 24 over two seasons. We've had three historic losses. And my problem with how I think the Bears are going to proceed, maybe they'll surprise me, if you bring him back, bring in a new offensive coordinator, and draft a quarterback, and what if the thing isn't good next year? Then we fire him, so now we bring in another head coach with a quarterback who's in his second year? It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Or... We're going to keep Eberflus, we're going to keep Fields, we're going to get a new offensive coordinator because Luke Getz—he's the devil. Okay. And we're going to ask him to learn his third system in four seasons in the NFL. And by anyone I've asked in the league, how long does it take to learn a system? Minimum two years. Really? Really. So we're not, we got a guy who has processing issues anyway in the pocket You heard Quay Walker. Can you play that again? This is the Packers linebacker on Justin Fields. Whenever
0: we can keep him in the pocket and allow him just to play quarterback and not allow him to run, uh, we got a real, real good chance of winning the game once we can do that.
1: Hmm. Because he doesn't process well in the pocket. That's just a fact. He's a great athlete. got a big arm. He's a great, tough kid. A wonderful leader. Doesn't have the best situation around him. Agreed. So what offensive coordinator worth his salt – that's really good. Hmm. I can go to Atlanta with a new staff. I can go to Carolina with a new staff and a guy who's the number one overall pick. I can go to San Diego or uh, LA. I keep calling him San Diego and coach Justin Herbert. I can go to Vegas and gonna have a coach who's getting a brand new contract. Antonio Pierce, who guys like playing for, and has some talent on the roster. Or I can go to Chicago where Eberflus may get fired in a year. I. I I, it makes no sense to me. I would blow out the coach. I would blow out the quarterback. I would draft the best available guy if they check all the boxes. Now, if you tell me none of the quarterbacks are any good, okay, then you better figure something out.
0: More from Matt Eberflus on what needs to happen with the offense. Listen,
3: yeah, you know it's really about you know converting you know on the on those critical downs. You know it, that's what it's about. You know when you uh, get to midfield. You know, you have third downs and fourth down tries in that part of the field. You got to convert. You have to convert on those, and that gets you into the scoring zone. And when you're in the scoring zone, you either can hit from the fringe, which we've done before with some really nice plays to DJ during the course of the year, I think back on. But then you got to be good in the critical downs down there. You know, and that's where the we fell short today. If you look at the third downs on both sides of the ball, you know they were able to sustain drives because of those conversions, and we were, they stopped us because of our inability to convert. And uh, it's always going to come down to that. That's why people spend all that time on that those 13 or 14 plays or 10 plays that you get during the course of the game. We, we devote like almost a whole day to those, and uh, and every everybody does, and it's uh, so important. Thoughts there from Matt Eberflus?
1: Nothing earth-shattering. Well, we didn't get critical stops. Yeah, no blank. We didn't make critical first down. Yeah, no blank. Your team's not good enough. And I was most disappointed, A, in the defense, B, when Justin got cheap-shotted on his slide, not one guy came to his defense. Not one guy went over and just, bam! 15 yards, so what? Throw another one. You're not going to do that to my quarterback anymore. Did one guy do that? I saw
0: that on the Blackhawks game. Yeah, it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. But uh, let's, let's get back to the point, though. The point is, is what you talked about regarding the future of this football team. And you talked about, you know, if the Bears fired Luke Getsey. See, t- to me, more and more, because we haven't heard anything out of House Hall yet, that Luke Getze would be returning as offensive coordinator and Ibra returning as head coach. It's interesting to note that we've only heard one report, and that was from Ian Rappaport, that said it's likely for Ibra to return. Have we haven't mm-hmm. seen it anywhere else. No. So Schefter yesterday on the pregame around 11 a.m. said it's likely that he will stay. But Rappaport was a little bit more commanding, felt like he had a source thinking that Ibra would return as head coach.
1: Well, you saw the super cool gesture by Kevin Warren the other day when he donated a million dollars, he and his wife did, to Lurie Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. because he had spent a lot of time in a full body cast when he was a kid. And he donated a million bucks, and then he met the media. And a lot of it was about the donation, but then there were questions. Uh, Coach Heberflu's coming back. We'll deal with that stuff next week. I love the vibe in the room, blah, blah, blah. If you would think if he was coming back, he'd say, look, I'll let Ryan handle all the football decisions, but, yeah, I, I think Matt will be here. Didn't do that, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, so Kevin Warren and Tracy Wilson had a conversation. Tracy Wilson, longtime reporter with CBS, brought this up in the broadcast between the Bears and Packers. You didn't hear this because you were at Lambeau Field. Correct. But I heard this. Well, Jim, I had chance to speak with Bears team president and CEO Kevin Warren before the game and he told me tomorrow the coaches will have a final meeting with the players and then he and Ryan Poles will have their end of the year process and recap with the coaches. One thing he stressed to me is the importance of stability. They have a stadium plan, a team plan, and they have a culture plan. And he's been very pleased with what he's seen in terms of the improvement of Justin Fields and this team this year. And Kevin Warren mentioned to me his time with Dick for and the L.A. Rams and how it took until year three to put it all together. He sees this as a
1: similar situation.
0: Certainly will be interesting to see what the Bears ultimately do, guys. Not a similar situation because
1: uh, that coach already has skins on the wall with the Eagles. Correct. That coach had taken the team, I think, to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he had Nick Tor- Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and Orlando Pace. He had a, a bunch of Hall of Fame-level dudes.
0: Not the same situation now. If you feel like the Bears need to be stable, you feel like you like Iberflus because the defense has gotten better, and you feel like Justin Fields is going to be the guy at some point. If you mm-hmm. you can look at stability from that standpoint, not doing anything, that and then just adding on through a free agency in the draft, you want to do that? That's fine, Cap, but don't equate it to like the St. Louis Rams. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, because Iberflus pretty much still a neophyte as a head coach and still trying to learn. I mean, keep in mind, even Ivor himself said, I was more of a head coach CEO before I took over the plate calling from Allen Williams. He said that yesterday. So, it, I mean, it's, it's different now because he's pretty much D.C. and head coach. It's different. It's not the same.
1: No, agreed. It's not the same. It's not the same.
0: It's not the same. Not the same. Now, again, when I hear reports like that, that yeah, it makes, it, it makes it seem like that we're not going to have the Bears be part of Black Monday. That everything is going to be the same. Except what are you going to do with the quarterback situation? I, I, as far I, as the, the staff, though, I think it will stay intact. It feels like it's going to stay intact.
1: I do not think it'll stay intact. I think Eberflus keeping his job. I do not think Getze is. But I also think they're changing quarterbacks. Maybe I'll be wrong. We'll see.
0: When I keep hearing stability just buzzing around the Bears, it makes me think... They just want to run it back next year and then see what happens. They feel like two years is too short they don 't want to they don 't want to fill Emory trust minute uh, because they see three wins to seven wins and they feel like they can get better next year i don 't know that for sure though I do not know that I think that the defense could be as good or better next year, but offensively speaking i don 't know if the bears all of a sudden are going to be dynamic but the, the running game will
1: be dynamic i can 't say that the passing game will, but we also got. Snookered by the defense playing well against Brian Hoyer, Taylor Heineke, Josh Dobbs. A real quarterback yesterday, our defense got exposed, and the elements were not a factor. It was beautiful in there. Mm -hmm. 35 degrees, the sun was out for a little bit. Beautiful day for football in January. Our defense was
0: horrible. Yeah, got gashed all over the place. All over the place. Nice, comfortable... uh, Cushiony cover two uh, passes for Jordan Love. They can run the football against the Bears over 140 yards rushing, I believe, for the Packers. It was easy for them. But I still, yeah, but you could agree that the defense hadn't gotten got better than it, what it was in the first four or five
1: games of the season. I yeah, think. better, sure. I think, but again, go back to who they beat Sam Howell on a 4 13 Commanders team who just fired everybody. Brian Hoyer with Josh McDaniels, who then got fired after that. Uh, Josh Dobbs. Kyler Murray on an Arizona team that had zero interest in playing in the elements like that. And Taylor Heineke.
0: Imagine if the Bears would have lost those games. majority of those games, the Bears would have
1: lost last year. Right. Uh, Justin. Justin. Why am I saying? Uh, For whom? Detroit's quarterback. Uh,
0: Jared Goff. Jared
1: Goff. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Justin Goff. Uh, Jared Goff. Was the one quality quarterback you beat. That's it. That is it. Lance Briggs
0: joins us at 9:35. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Bears Monday, 312-332-3776. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7.
3: Captain Jay Hood are back. Glad to hear both of you guys back. Uh, Happy New Year to both of you. On
1: Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: The Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Hope you're going to have a great Monday and a great week. As we talk to you about the Bears and their loss against the Green Bay Packers, Bears finish up seven and 10 on the season still to come at our nine o'clock hour. You'll hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, but your phone calls now 312-332-3776 is our phone number. His thoughts about the Bears defense cap.
1: Yeah. So my buddy Shane, who's a diehard bear guy, He said, Bears defense versus average to excellent quarterbacks in 2023. Jordan Love, first game, 245 yards, three TDs, no picks, lost. Baker Mayfield, 317 yards, a TD, no picks, lost. And I can go on. Mahomes, Wilson, Cousins, Herbert, Carr, Jared Goff, uh, Joe Flacco, Kyler Murray, Jordan Love. To sum it up. Two hundred eighty-four for four hundred and eleven for three three thousand sixty-four yards, twenty-five TDs to eight picks. And your record against them: two and ten of your eight picks. All of them came from Flacco and Goff. Nobody else got picked. Nobody. Think about that. Think about that. Defense is nowhere near
0: good enough. No, all of it has to improve. It was better than being abysmal, as they were last year and the beginning of this year. There was a carryover, even with Ngakwe being on the team at the beginning, before Sweat got here. The defense was brutal at the beginning of the season, and then things started to turn around, I thought, for the better, under Matt Iberflues. However, big spot, big game, everyone failed. Everyone failed, and it wasn't enough for, as a collective for the Bears to go to Lambeau Field and really change the narrative and defeat the Green Bay Packers for the first time in this decade. Several decades, actually. So we'll take your phone calls. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on a Bears Monday on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Two minutes.